The Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Be it props, parlays, in-game wagering, MyBookie.ag has it all. And if you use the sign-up code SGP50, you'll receive a 50% deposit bonus. With MyBookie, you play, you win and you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by Amazon. You probably already shop at Amazon, but why not shop at Amazon and support us here at the Sports Gambling Podcast for bringing you these shows for free. All you have to do to support us is log on to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Amazon, bookmark that link, and use it every time you shop at Amazon to support the podcast today. Let it ride. listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. The lock run is over. We are now 41 and 9 for the season. We are riding out an 18 and 1 run. I didn't track how many we actually landed in a row and when that one was particularly on this run, but I know we we're on an 18 and 1 run because we took the show from 23 and 7 which was good anyway all the way to 41 and 8 and we were looking to go 42 and 8 which would have given us an 84% win ratio we're currently sitting on 82% instead because we are on 41 and 9 after 50 picks and we will be making five more lock picks throughout the season but only one on this show so there will be a double lock on one of the three remaining shows after this one so It's sad that we've come to this point where we only have four episodes of the EPL show left and obviously we'll be back with this show in August when the Premier League starts again and hopefully it will be starting again with Liverpool not being the Premier League champions. Hopefully that that run will continue but in order to do that I strongly feel that Manchester City are going to need to win out and the game that they have this midweek at Manchester United could potentially be the absolute title decider because after that you would fully expect Manchester City to go and pick up wins away to Brighton and Burnley and of course at home to Leicester whereas Liverpool's fixtures see them go at home to Huddersfield at home to Wolves and away to Newcastle everybody who are associated in these remaining fixtures more or less have nothing to play for. There's a very slim chance that Brighton may need something in the final game of the season against Manchester City. That remains to be seen. However, at this juncture, it does look like Cardiff will be the team going down and it's hard to see where Cardiff are going to pick up their wins from, from their remaining fixtures. But... All will take care of itself, providing Manchester City just do their part and win their remaining four games. It won't matter what Liverpool do. And we'll look at that game next. We'll start with the fixture between Tottenham Hotspurs and Brighton, where Tottenham are the 4-11 to favourites to win this game. It's 50 to 1, sorry, 50 to 11. Sorry, weird odds caught me off guard there. 50 to 11 on the draw, so just basically a shade over 5 to 1, and 11 to 1 on Brighton. For me, Tottenham win this game, and 
it will be included in a parlay, which is only going to be a two-team parlay for this podcast. However, the bet that I like from this game is for Tottenham to win with a clean sheet. And the reason why I like that is let's have a look at the last time Brighton scored a goal. So if we go back through the fixtures, we will see, and bearing in mind, we are currently in the middle of April. The last time Brighton scored a goal was against Millwall, where they drew 2-2 in the FA Cup quarterfinal. Since then, they've played against Southampton at home and lost that game 1-0. They then played Chelsea away and lost that game 3-0. They've then played Man City in the FA Cup semi-final and lost that game 1-0. They then lost 5-0 at home to Bournemouth. So far, that's six hours of football. Then we look at the game at home to Cardiff. Surely they'll score in that one. Surely that will be the win that they get that will keep them safe. No, they didn't. They allowed Cardiff to beat them and close the gap on them and put them back into a relegation scrap. 2-0 to Cardiff. Then this weekend, they kept a clean sheet won't begrudge them that one. That was a good result to get a nil-nil against Wolves. But what that meant was is that they did go nine hours without scoring a goal. Six games, nine hours of football. Absolutely unacceptable. And if we look at the other side of the coin of this, Tottenham Hotspurs in their new new, new stadium. Started with a 2-0 win against Crystal Palace. Then caused a massive upset in the Champions League when they beat Manchester City 1-0. They've also played there against uh, against um, Huddersfield sorry, and won that game by four goals to nil. So, so far, not only is it a fortress where Tottenham have a 100% winning record, but they are yet to concede a goal. Adding those two variables together gives you a trend that sees Brighton, a team that are unable to score a goal in six games in nine hours, and a Tottenham team that win at home and haven't conceded a goal. Yet, the bookies are offering us a price of 6-5 to five plus 120 for Tottenham Hotspurs to win this game via a clean sheet. I would jump on that now, very much like I told you guys to jump on the Tottenham versus Huddersfield result, which ended up being 4-0 because... That too was uh, originally out at 11 to 10, just a shade under this one. And that ended up closing at 10 to 11 and 5 to 6 in some places. So this is going to move. People are going to look at that scoring record from Brighton. People are going to look at the home record against Brighton. People are just going to look at the form and the two teams. And there's only one conclusion you can come to. Tottenham win this game without conceding a goal. And if this, this bet loses, I'll be monumentally surprised. Looking at the other game that's happening tomorrow, bit of a non-game, doesn't matter really. Um, Watford versus Southampton. Southampton is safe and Watford, I guess, are still playing for seventh place. And um, not that that means very much because if Manchester City win the FA Cup, then you will get seventh place um, in in the league. But if Watford win the FA Cup, then they go through anyway so it doesn't matter if Watford are in seventh place as long as they win the cup final but obviously this does provide extensive insurance for them the funny thing is is that I do feel in the last couple of weeks Watford are probably going to disregard this project for for seventh and, and not play strong teams for the last two weeks of the season I don't expect to see 
some of these uh, some of these Watford regulars taking the pitch for the last two games. So we'll see. We'll see how much Watford want to finish seventh because obviously if they do finish seventh and lose the cup final, then they have the insurance of qualifying for the Europa League. So they'll go into that cup final knowing that they're already in no matter what the result is. But I honestly think that the attitude of Watford changed halfway through the FA Cup and once they got through to that quarterfinal stage we've been seeing strong Watford teams all the time we saw an incredible comeback against Wolves and these supporters are absolutely boosted to be in this FA Cup final so I do feel that they may take the foot off the gas for the last two weeks of the season so in this instance I see this as one of the last real games where we're going to get a strong Watford push where they're going to go all out to try and possibly create some kind of gap between themselves, Leicester, Everton and Wolves. And Wolves aren't in the best form at the moment either since they got knocked out of the FA Cup semi-final in a demoralising way to Watford. They've not been very good in the league. We'll see how they do against Arsenal uh, this this midweek. So I'm going to pick Watford here to beat Southampton at a price of 23-18. to 18. Moving on to Wednesday and we'll look at the Wolves-Arsenal game first where... Wolves are the two to one underdogs, but only slightly. Arsenal are out to seventeen to eleven. That coming off the back of ruining our lock for us, where they lost to Crystal Palace, and the draw is five to two. Looking at the weekend fixtures, um, I think for me, I wouldn't have landed a lock if I if I'd given out three, and um, that's just me being completely honest. If I had given a triple lock out at the weekends. I would have lost all three of them. Wolves not beating Brighton was a shock result for me. And Bournemouth not beating Fulham, who are a team that are already relegated, whilst Bournemouth have a relatively strong home record and would like to finish the season strong, I would have assumed. Uh, it would have been a very, very bad weekend for us had we done more than one lock. So the lock record, as I said, is gone because of Arsenal, but it's lucky it was only one pick that we went for. And again, on this show, it's only going to be one pick. Um, certainly don't have much interest in this game Arsenal seemingly were better away last week than they were at home that was a real shock shock home defeat they're very good normally against teams outside of the top six and uh, especially going up against the Crystal Palace team that had nothing to play for after beating Watford away and Napoli away I cannot believe that Arsenal came back down to the Emirates and lost so I, I really don't know where we where we go with this one it's a real tough game to call with if Wolves win it it's just Arsenal being poor on the road again if Arsenal win it they're back on track and showing the form that they showed before that blip against Palace if it's a draw seems like a fair enough result and um other other avenues in that game would be both teams to score and and over two and a half goals, which means that either team could win, given that it, given if it's a three or four goal game. So lots of tough tough options here. No real trend to to pick out. Nothing really that um, goes by the book or any kind of formula that we can implement here. So I'm going to stick my neck out here and go for a draw. Obviously as that is a 5-2 to two selection, that will also be the underdog play on this podcast. So I'm going to go for Wolves and Arsenal to have a draw. And if you want to stick your neck out even further, you can change that 5-2 to two to 7-2 to two by taking Wolves and Arsenal to draw and both teams to score. So the final game, the big one, Man United versus Man City, where Man United are a 7-1 underdog at home to Man City. It's 4-1 to one the draw. 
and it's 8 to 15 on Manchester City. Well, um, I'm a Man United fan and I'm absolutely desperate, dying for Man City to win this game. I cannot stomach Liverpool, the scumbags of the Premier League, the most despised team in the nation, not just by me, a Man United fan, by everybody. Everybody hates Liverpool, except for Liverpool fans. This disaster cannot happen to the Premier League. We cannot have Liverpool as the champions of England. But we are one teeny tiny slip up away from that happening. We are just a draw away here. Man United don't need to win this game. If Man United get a draw at Old Trafford against Manchester City, they're almost pretty much going to hand the championship to Liverpool and are not necessarily going to assist their own push for the top four, which looks like it may be dead now, coming off the back of a 4-0 defeat for Everton. I don't give a shit, personally, about playing Europa League football. Ideally, I don't want to be in the Europa League and would rather be in the Champions League, but let's look at how Man United have done in the Champions League lately. They've been... Other than a fluke result against Paris Saint-Germain, they've been pretty for, pretty poor. They're not challenging for this competition. Not under Mourinho, not under Solskjaer, Van Gaal, Moyes, nobody. Man United have poor Champions League pedigree um, in the last seven or eight years, ever since they lost the Champions League final. Um, to Barcelona a while back. Man United have done nothing in the Champions League in the last seven years. So it's not really a massive deal to, to, to be in that, really, other than financial gain. Uh, I'd rather not be playing in the Europa League because I think the season suffers playing on Thursdays. But do you know what I would suffer from the most? Having moron Scouse Liverpool fans jumping around celebrating and saying that they are the champions. It hasn't been done since 1990 and it's been a happy time for 29 years without these morons winning the championship. Their fans are the most delusional on the planet. Worse than Arsenal, worse than Tottenham. Uh, with with Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, you get different kinds of fans with different kind of traits that annoy you, be it Lack of knowledge being what we like to call plastic, fake fans that don't watch the game but have opinions on on social media primarily without really knowing too much about what they're talking about. Delusion, something that's heavily associated to Arsenal fans but has recently been inherited by Tottenham fans. Liverpool fans have all of this, except they are the most loudmouth, delusional scumbags on the planet and they are just vile they have no class no integrity the whole the whole ethos of the club is just rotten to the core the way that they milk the Hillsborough disaster after they actually murdered murdered fans in Heisel four years before yet take no responsibility for their involvement in a Hillsborough disaster which they continue to harp on about as if they are the biggest, most unfortunate victims on the planet. They're the victims of everything. Victims of every decision. Victims of every disaster. Victims of every circumstance. I can't fucking stand this team. And the whole country is with me. There's a universal hatred for Liverpool and a universal support for Manchester City, be it Fans from Man United themselves, uh, wide, widespread across the country too. Fans from London clubs, 
to northern clubs to clubs in the Midlands everyone is fully behind Manchester City to win this title and to stop these dirty scumbags from winning the title these delusional loudmouthed Assholes that we just cannot have as the Premier League champions. And we are so close to it happening. This is the big game because I can say with all the confidence in the world that Manchester City should comfortably beat out Burnley and Brighton away and Leicester City at home. But at the same time, I have equal confidence that Liverpool will win at Newcastle and will win their home games against Huddersfield and Wolves. So this is it. This is the last banana skin. If Manchester City can navigate this one last banana skin, then we are almost there. We are almost, almost, I would say 90% there from stopping the scum of world football, the biggest, scummiest club in the planet from, from winning the Premier League and having to endure the suffering that we will endure if they manage to do it. I can't stand it. I hate the supporters. I hate the club. I hate the history. I hate all the players that have ever played there. I hate the manager. I can't stand Jurgen Klopp. I hate the players. Salah, Mano, Firmino. Firmino, I fucking hate Firmino. I, I can't stand any of it. I can't bear it. I, I need Man United to bow down and bend over and take the loss here against Liverpool. I will be 100% with all my heart rooting against my team on Wednesday and hoping that we bend over and are massacred by this Manchester City team. And this isn't for a love through Man City. You all know I don't have much love for Man City and I don't rate Pep Guardiola. And I and on the other show that I do, the Champions League show, I've been pretty much guaranteeing you guys to fade Manchester City as a pick because I said to you they will never, ever win the league, uh, win the Champions League under Pep Guardiola because Pep Guardiola, without Lionel Messi, doesn't have the tactical brain to win it. His his tactical brain is very much overrated in my opinion. He only has one style of play, but looking at the team on paper and looking at that particular style of play, I think that it should favour them in all four games here. I think the Man United defence will hopefully get absolutely creamed and overrun by this pace that Manchester City are bringing, be it with Sane uh, or Mares, whoever they choose to start in that other position. But definitely Aguero and Sterling should have a field day against this Man United team that shipped four against Evans. So, Say your prayers to God, people, that Liverpool do not win the championship. And let's pray for Manchester City. So as much as I think Man City could be the best bet or the strongest pick on the board, I am not going to jinx myself. I'm not going to lock up this team. I'm not going to lock Man City. I'm just going to pray for Man City, but I'm not going to lock them. The lock is going to follow the trend of Brighton not scoring a goal for nine hours and Tottenham not conceding at home. The lock is going to be Tottenham to win at home to nil, available at 6-5, to five, plus 120. Get on now. Get on as soon as you can hear the sound of my voice on this podcast uh, because that price, I don't think, is going to stick around. So Tottenham at 6-5 to five to beat Brighton to nil is the lock. The underdog play, which I touched on earlier, will be a draw in the Wolves-Arsenal game. In fact, we're going to stick it stick our neck out we'll go one better both teams to score and a draw so that gives you one all two two three three etc and the parlay um 
tough to do a, team, a parlay with four teams. I'm going to go for Tottenham to win and Manchester City to win. So obviously that's not an official play for my customers at LockBetting.com. Our parlays don't get tracked towards the PL, but we have to pick one here with the four teams. So that's what I'm going to go for. Um, but as I said, Man City will not be coming out as an official play. We already have a stake on Man City to win this Premier League when we took them when they were seven points behind. So that will be looking good, providing by the grace of God, pray to your God that Manchester City get the job done this week. Because as I said, last hurdle, last banana skin, last big obstacle in the way uh, of Manchester City stopping the Scouse scum winning the Premier League this season. So that's it from me in this very important edition of the EPL show. We will be hoping to get our locks back on track going to 42 and 8 for the season. I'll be back at the weekend with another edition of the EPL show. It will be early because Liverpool versus Huddersfield takes place on Friday. That's it from me. As always, good luck with all of your bets and thanks for listening.